Welcome to Gardening with Cisco on a chilly day after Valentine's Day. Cisco and Mary are in Morocco. I wasn't sure this microphone was turned on or not. <laughs> Apparently it is. Sorry about that. Cisco and Mary are in Morocco leading a tour, and they're having a great time. I'm Nita Jo Roundtree, and I'm the lecture chair for the Bellevue Botanical Garden, and I have a book out called Growing Roses in the Pacific Northwest, published by Sasquatch Press. Speaking of roses, I'm teaching a class at the Bellevue Botanical Garden on March the 5th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. called Everything Roses. Also at the BBG, we're having an evening with Cisco on Tuesday, March the 10th at 6 p.m. with hors d'oeuvres and wine and stories by Cisco, and he'll be signing his new book named Oh La La. I've been reading his book, and since he and I have known each other for such a long time, I thought I would have already heard all the stories in his book. However... There are actually some stories that even I haven't heard. It's Pure Charm and Pure Cisco. You can sign up for both events at www.bellevuebotanical.org. And I'd like to tell you about one other thing before I introduce my guest. At Heronswood Garden, which is on the Kitsap Peninsula in Kingston, On March the 7th, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., they're having a Hellebores and More plant sale and free lectures. All of that is free. There is free entry into the plant sale and the lectures, but there is an admission fee to go through the garden. But the Woodland Garden right now should be absolutely spectacular because of the late winter and early spring ephemerals that are already in action. Now I'd like to introduce my guest, Lloyd Glasscock, who's the garden coordinator for the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival, which opens a week from this next Wednesday on February 26th and runs through Sunday, May 1st. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco Lloyd, and happy belated birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. I was going to ask you how you got involved with the show, but then I looked you up on the show's website. (laughs) You have an extensive background with landscape design, building gardens, and you're a certified professional horticulturist. But how did you actually get involved with the show? Well, you know, when the show first started back in 1989... I want to say we uh, were invited to participate after the first year and we did and we liked it. So we kept doing it. So <laughs> it's one of those things we, we do find people like the show or don't as far as participating in the show. Lots of people go. Yay. But Yay. as far as participating, you have to like it. It's hard to say, but you, you know who likes it and who is there because they have to be. You can see that even walking down the booths. We like it. So it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, yeah, it is. It 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 is. It. I'm so used to it. It's just what I do every year. Mm-hmm. And so for the last boy thirty years, February is Flower and Garden Show Month. That's what I do. As you notice, the birthday is in February. So we just move the birthday around. <laughs> it works out so great. But the show, we, we love the show, whether it's late or early. We're very late this year, as late as we've ever been. Yes, yeah. it is late. Yeah. We, well, you know, other people have the hall we're in. Right. 
and we don't have enough space in this town for our show our size. We need six acres. There's six acres by the time you do gardens and shopping, not to mention the seminars. Right. There's six acres, right? Yeah. Well, that, that building isn't there except for the convention center. So that's why we're there. Other people need that building too. Right. So that's why it gets moved around. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I love the show. I I had to miss it for the first time ever last year since I moved here, which was 2002. I moved here in June 2001, and, of course, I immediately found out about the show and went in the next February. And I've gone everywhere every year since then. There's always something different, always something I can learn, always new gardens every show. Always. And there, there are 20 this year, right? Well, there there are probably a total of like what we call 32 features. So on the main floor, we have, I'm going to say, 20 garden vignettes. Those could either be a display you could walk through, which is great, or when you simply view. Those are larger gardens over 250 square feet. On the Sky Bridge, we have what we call city living patio gardens. And those are just really uh, great. Aren't they great for condos and such? And and homeowners. Yes. I mean, just yeah. seeing the combinations, uh, patio, what you can do with your patio, it's really educational. Yeah, it's one of the neat things. We, uh, we did that, uh, I think we started doing city living five years ago. Uh, and it's been a really, it's been a good hit for us. Uh, we used to do just planters out there, but now we actually show living space mm-hmm. and people seem to love it. So there's another 10 gardens technically we have out there. And so yep. you're coordinating all of those as well? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need more to do. Right? So yeah, so we do that as well. And right. uh, we've got a few special things we do throughout the show as well. Uh, uh, planting areas and that kind of thing. I, I help with those things when I'm not helping in these other two areas. Well, tell me a little bit about what these garden creators go through with their plants. I mean, I have a very good idea having done a garden myself in the show, um, but how do they get their plants to bloom at exactly the right time or coordinate bloom times that might normally be at different uh, bloom times uh, naturally. The great thing about a show like this is you don't worry about blooms like, uh, say, a still bee blooming at the same time as iris or something. In, in a flowering garden festival like this, you don't worry about that. Now, the plants should be culturally similar. So if, right. if you've got a dry garden with lots of succulents, uh, then you wouldn't want to put that a still bee in that garden because it's going to hate it and it's, it's not going to work. So we don't worry about the blooms on stuff like that. If you've got daffodils blooming at the same time as cherries or the same time as rhododendrons or the same time as a stilby, which is a June bloomer, mm-hmm. that's okay at a show like ours. Because it's pretty. And we like pretty. As a good friend said to me one time, it is, after all, a flower and garden show, <laughs> yeah, right? So, exactly. And people really do come for the flowers. Look at it outside right now. Yeah. We and, want yeah, color. Yeah, we want color. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, as, as long as they're culturally good, we, we do a good job of letting folks know the take-home ideas for each of the gardens. Mm-hmm. There are gardeners And there. I saw that on your website. I found that very useful. I mean, they, they have the garden. They have a description of the garden, who it's by, and then take-home ideas. I think that's great. It really works great. Uh, that You know, then if you don't... You know, most people come to the show, the landscapers or designers are there. I, I call them gardeners is my shorthand for that. 
And because, uh, you know, you're always going to get a landscaper who doesn't want to be called a designer or a designer who doesn't want to be called a landscaper. <laughs> but if you call them all gardeners, they're okay there with that. Right? right. So, but the, the tips are great because they, it, it invites conversation. Right. Whether or not you were going to plan on hiring a landscaper or designer to do your work, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, if I can have you do this. My favorite is uh, we had a garden years ago, and the people came from Seattle, bungalow house, said, I'd like this exact garden in my back landscape. <laughs> well, and then a couple of years later, somebody called that landscaper for another garden and said, oh, by the way, I saw this beautiful landscape. I want that exact landscape in my back landscape. So The same one? There are two exact landscapes because <laughs> they had their photos and everything else. It's like, uh-huh. this is what exactly what we want. So he said, nope. Well, he'd already done it once for the show. Yeah, so he yeah, just, yeah, yeah. From there, it was easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fun, though. That is, that's so nice for a homeowner to come along and say, ding, that's what I want. Instead of, well, I don't know. I don't know about this plant. Uh, I did garden design for a while in Atlanta, in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I would show the homeowner all this plant material and stuff. And then we'll say, they would say, well, I don't really like that plant. And I would try to explain to them, that is not the most beautiful plant in the world, but it makes the one next to it look like the most beautiful plant in the world. I mean, it's the combinations, yeah. and you can really get a lot of that by going to the show. You get a lot of that. Um, and some of it works, and some of it could work better, but it, you do get a lot of that. Um, it's just a great way to see spring and so much going on in the garden in one big roof. Yeah, inside, heated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the plus. Yeah. Well, we are going to take your questions. We'd like for you to call in 1-888-973-5476, 973-CAIRO. So Lloyd and I are here to answer your questions. So give us a call and we'll be right back. This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. And we're back. I'm Nita Joe Roundtree. I am filling in for Cisco today because he's in Morocco. And my guest is Lori Glasscop, who is the garden coordinator for the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival. I still want to say show instead of festival. <laughs> yeah, we, we did the same thing. Yeah, yeah we, we, we all do that. You know, you know, for 30 years, it's been a show. Yeah, honestly. yeah. Oh, well, it is a festival, though. It's a celebration. Exactly, right? Yeah. 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 And that's that's one of the reasons for the name change. Just as it's bigger than a show. So, you know, festival's bigger than a show. And the theme this year? Actually, spring fever. Spring fever. Yeah, we call it spring fever. We uh letting the gardeners do kind of what they want to do as opposed to following a strict theme. So they'll be talking about with spring fever, they can just bring spring on, right? Uh, so, yeah, it should be. It will be a beautiful show. Everybody's got such different descriptions. They Looking do. At, oh, it, it's it's all over. It, it If somebody can't find something that will get them jazzed about doing their landscape, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. There, there's no pleasing some people, and I uh, get that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's going to be something for everybody at the show. Uh, usually there is, but I think more so, more so this year. And some of that, when you get away from a central theme, this one being so wide open, mm-hmm. it makes it easier for folks to kind of do their thing. Yeah. Well, there are some really unusual theme gardens this year. 
I found this on your website. Mm-hmm. You've got, as we talked about before, the descriptions of all the gardens. But there's this, the origins of horticulture. Transport through 3,500 years of history to experience the foundation of modern horticulture as we know it today. I find that fascinating. I mean, isn't that important, the history of horticulture and the medicinal, how plants started out it, being used for medicinal purposes? And, I think so. And so yeah. I, I find that really interesting that there is a show garden that has that theme. This year, it'll be interesting to see how they carry it off. Will be the challenge now. Now the, yeah, the designer, that, that is <laughs> there's always that. <laughs> yeah. uh, the designer is uh, Kent Gordon England from San Francisco. Oh. So he's uh, coming up and work, working with Hartley Botanic Greenhouse Company on that garden. Those are so and he's gorgeous. very artistic. Has some great ideas. And this summer, working with Kent and talking about his plans. Well, he's right there where they had those horrible. Horrible fires in the Healdsburg, oh. and, uh, just outside yes. the Healdsburg area by the Russian River. And he, uh, he'd he call me and say, you know what? I'm sorry. i got to get back to you later in the week. It's like, you've got other things to worry yeah, about, really, right? really. Uh, but he's been great to work with, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they bring. Because, oh. you know, people tell me kind of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But until the rocks hit the floor and the mulch hits the floor... I don't really know how it's going to execute. Sometimes they don't, right? Well, do you have to approve uh, the garden creator's design? The concept. Desi- okay, the, the concept. concept. And usually they'll give us a design. Sometimes it's glorified bar napkin sketches. <laughs> I'm guilty myself over the years of that. Uh, but they do give us the concept. And if we go with the concept, we don't worry so much about the design. Mm-hmm. Out of the 20 main show gardeners we have this year, 14 have done this before. Okay. So I know what I'm getting. Right. The other the other six, two of them are second year, mm-hmm. and the other four are brand new. Oddly enough, the brand new people and the second year people, they uh, pay more attention to the instructions and toe the line a lot better <laughs> than the people who have done it because yeah, they yeah. don't know what they can get away with yet, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's always a lot of fun to see what these folks do and come up with. Uh, we have three good partners in the show that help these folks as well. Mm-hmm. Maranacos Rock Center, who's been with us since we've done the show. They have the yeah. most amazing, huge boulders that they bring into the show, and they wheel them around on these forklifts going a million miles an hour. I mean, it's like stand it back. Like it. Yeah, <laughs> you do have to have eyes in the back of your head with all the moving parts we do. So they're back again with us this year. Wonderful. Uh, and a lot of the gardeners have tagged material there, which they'll bring for the show. Yeah, and they're great people, too. Great to work with. Really are. You know, yeah. we've been we've known Bill Hyde and Scott Hackney now for years and years. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, you, could, you, know, you can't quite finish each other's sentences, but when they're looking at something, you know they're thinking, that's, that's not working. Let's, let's tweak that somehow. And if you so, ever get a chance to go out to their facility in Issaquah, it is amazing. Oh, it's a religious experience. It, it's and, really beautiful. It yeah. is. Yeah. And you can get all these ideas of what you can do in your own backyard. Yes, yes. It, it's, it, it's a show. What they've done, especially with that main building, is a showpiece. Yeah. It's really nice. All right. Well, we still would like to hear from you, our listeners. We'd like to take your call. Please give us a call, one 973 And Lloyd and I will be right back.
This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends, brought to you by PacificTopsoil.com and Molbax in Woodenville. Ooh la la. Here's Cisco. And we're back. You've got Nita Joe and Lloyd filling in for Cisco today, and we're talking about the Northwest Garden Festival. And um, while we were on break, Lloyd, you were getting some texts from oh, some of your friends. You know, it's my, I, you know, to stay in form, I have to hit my aerobics group. So hello to my aerobics group. Uh, there, some of them are listening, and they're giving me a hard time because I have an accent, right? I have have some flat vowels. You'll, you'll hear oh. So they're giving me a hard time. And where do those come from? From my mom. Oh. Yeah. It's all her fault. It's all her fault. (laughs) Are you originally from Seattle? No, we're a West Coast transplant. So we were up and down the coast. Okay. Uh, My mom's from New York. So yeah, she's she's got that New York thing. All right. All right. Well, I wish you would give us some kind of verbal picture of what the floor of the flower show is going to look at like at about Monday before the show? Monday before the show. Well, if all goes right, <laughs> there won't be any water on the floor. Uh, we've got a new exhibit coming to the show called Fleur de Ville. And these are, there's a big, when you first walk in, uh, when the show starts, there's going to be this plaza, if you will, of, of really mannequins like you'd see at the department store. Oh, I saw in, a picture. In floral dresses. Yes. Well, they don't move in to do that till Monday night. Oh. So it'll be really interesting because we'll have this, all these gardens will be going in. Yes. And there'll be forklifts moving around and right. loaders moving around. Sawdust, piles of dirt. Except for there'll be this 30 by 30 hole in the floor where there's nothing. But it'll be, oh, it'll be fenced, not fenced off, uh, taped off. Uh-huh. And then they'll... Do start that probably 7 p.m. that evening, Monday night. Before before that, it'll be so unique because we've never had a no man's land on the floor before. Right. This time we will. So the the temptation will be for people to stock stuff there. Yes. So I'll be a policeman (laughs) for a lot of the Monday saying, okay, let's get this stuff moved out. Right. Stuff moved out. And we've had shows where they say, oh, I'll move it. Oh, I'll move it. Well, then they go to dinner. Yes. And guess who I... Who guess who gets to move it? Yes, uh, that, that's not always fun, no. but it's part of the gig, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. That's you why make you make those big you make bucks. It work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I am so excited because Christensen's Nursery is going to be back in the landscape gardens this yes. year. Yes, and when they do a garden, they don't take any half measures. No, uh, it it will it will be one of the highlights of the show. Just knowing the way they do things, we've known. Uh, John and Tony Christensen for years and years, and they they just don't do things halfway. They haven't done a show, I think, since 2011 on the garden floor. Right. They're usually in the plant market, but this should be on the garden floor. So it'll be really neat to see what they come up with. It's kind of a, a, a Peter Rabbit play, I think. Uh, yes, Beatrix yeah. Potter. Beatrix Potter, that's it. It's her hilltop farm, and so I'm sure they'll have a replica uh, or some sort of replica of the house. Where I know she they're lived. doing stonework because they got the stone. <laughs> the stones come from Maranaco, so I don't know there is a stonework. <laughs> um, and then they'll, uh, of course, build up uh, with some skids and such. And yeah. Mulch. The buildings are going in. They've been forcing some products, so it should be a real stunner. I think it'll be a real stunner. One of the high points of the show, I think. Right. And they say on their website that timing is essential 
with foreseeing what would be in bloom later and holding off early blooms requires controlled zonal conditions starting from the coldest to the warmest. So they've got all these different houses where they move the plants around. If they're starting to come along too fast, then they'll move them to a cooler house. Or if they're too slow, then they move them to the warm. I mean, it's a it's a science. It's an art and a science. And get... sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, yeah. it's... With the show this late this year, usually we're able to rely on witch hazel. Yes. Well, no, all the witch hazel. Not this year. Done, yeah. And even when I was talking to John about some of the things they were forcing, one of the items, can't remember what it's called now, it blooms naturally this time of year, but he said, oh, no, they're, they're done. They're There's done. nothing we can do to slow them down. Hellebores? It wasn't hellebore. It was shrubby. Um, oh. And it'll come to me five minutes after I leave today. Of course it but, will. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful, early blooming, very fragrant uh, shrub. Okay. Large shrub. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, in Bothrium, that's not right. Um, uh, oh, oh, Edgeworthia? Uh, thank you, Edgeworthia. Right. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm so proud. Yes. <laughs> uh, that, they're not going to work. He said, oh, no, they're they're already done. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, Isn't that a something? A funny year, funny year. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, another interesting garden that I was looking at on your website was the Wicked Gardens. And what's interesting about that is because it's by Northwest Outdoor Lighting. And lighting is just so magical in a garden. And it's hard to display anywhere except in your garden. So it's going to be fun to see how they do this. Well, they uh, we, we do theatrical lighting throughout the show. Yes. For all the other gardens. Except... This one. Okay. Because Mary and, and Mary with uh, Northwest Outdoor Lighting, they're a new gardener this year. This uh-huh. is their first endeavor. And they're doing a take on a Wizard of Oz, hence the Wicked Gardens. So it's called oh. Wizard of Oz. I thought maybe it was poisonous plants. <laughs> <laughs> that book was there, right? <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, but uh, no, it's a, it's a Wizard of Oz take, which should be a lot of fun. But uh, they're going to light their garden all with nightscaping type lighting. Not That's a brand. Uh, they're not using that brand. But still, right. so, all night lighting. So we're going to have this corner of the show that is notoriously dark where their garden is. They're going to uplight and do a lot of games with light in this area. So if, if folks are looking to have an entertaining area for the summertime lit, uh-huh. you're going to want to see this. Yes. And, and she does a terrific job. I'm with the Landscape Association. I do a lot of things with that group. And she's won many awards for her work through that association. So I'm really looking forward to see what she comes up with. Yeah. I am, too. I would just love to have my garden professionally lit. Although, I have basically hellebore, um, not, well, hellebores, <laughs> too, but hydrangeas, roses, and perennials. So that would be kind of hard to light, don't you think? Talk, <laughs> all, talk to Mary. All right, yeah. I'll talk to her. <laughs> talk to Mary at the show, right? No, she'll fix you up. She does a beautiful job. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm really looking forward to seeing what she comes up with. Yeah. So. And then, of course, great plant picks. Always, they're wonderful container gardens that Richie does at the show. This year, their theme is Plants for a Better Planet. How timely is that? And they, we really need to start focusing so much on climate change and making our planet last more than another 50 years. I heard a report on the news that said if we don't take some drastic measures, one-third of all plants, insects, and uh, whatever else there is could be extinct in 50 years. Isn't that something? Yeah. Uh, I am just – I That's was – quite a it, stat. It, it took my breath away 
fortunately, I won't be around to see it. But <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, sadly, there's a lot of folks that have that attitude. I mean, exactly. But they actually yeah. really believe that, right? Yeah. Uh, and it, it's it's challenging. It'll it'll be interesting to see how they do making some of these plants for a better planet look good in the containers because some of these are not the sexiest plant materials always. But, like but Richie natives. always does such a great job with his containers. He is so talented. He'll be able to bring that together if anybody can. Yes, he'll be able he to. He can. Yeah. And of course, he's with the Miller Garden, which is just a wonderful place to visit if you can ever get in. It's uh, unfortunately so limited to the um, number of visitors that they're allowed to have. And that's why when I do my appointments with Richie for the show, I always do, do the, them- the Miller Garden. <laughs> That Good way, thinking. That way I get to look around, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it works out so well. <laughs> well, I signed up for a class, so I'll get to go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, on that theme, too, sort of, is the Orca Recovery Garden, highlighting the diversity of plants native to the Pacific Northwest. And that's uh, another thing, uh, take-home ideas. It says understanding companion planting, how to use the right pla- plant in the right place. I mean, it sounds so easy, but it really yes. isn't. Well, that's because you go to the nursery or you go to your garden center, and you just fall in love with that new fuchsia that came out. Yes. And you don't have anywhere to really put it. Guilty. But by, <laughs> see? Guilty. But by golly, you're going to get that plant. And yeah. then you force it into somewhere, just put it in a planter. Right, yeah, right. Uh, but but yeah. no, you're going to put it in the middle of your rain garden, which it doesn't <laughs> want to be in. Right? Exactly. But yeah. how many times have you seen that? Yeah. And it's because you get seduced by the material, and with new stuff coming out all the time. Uh, how can you not? Yeah. I mean, how can you not it's get seduced? Easy to do. <laughs> so anyway, well, this will this will be fun to see how they're going to do this. It sort of coordinates with Plants for a Better Planet. and, and uh, Yeah, they're doing some uh, uh, permeable surfacing through that and a few other uh, things. Jesse Bloom, who had a garden last year, is helping King County Water Management do that display. Oh, good. So it should really be a – it'll be very educational. They're, they were a first-time gardener last year at the show. King County Water uh, was a first-time oh. manager uh, show last year. Uh-huh. And they – did a wonderful job, very well received, and so we welcome them back. It'll be great to see what they come up with. Yes, it will. And then we've got another big Maranacos rock feature in the Rock and Knoll Fantasy, K-N-O-L-L, tapping into the latest trends. This is Little Prince of Oregon Nursery. Well, and they're a wholesale grower, so you, you can't okay. buy... You and I can't buy from Little Prince. We would need to go to West Seattle Nursery or to uh-huh. Christensen's Garden Center right. to buy from uh, Little Prince. But the, we have invited them to participate last year just to highlight the plant material. Mm-hmm. And it worked out very well for them. They enjoyed doing it. It was Mark's first year doing this, and he thought, I don't know if I'll be able to do this. Well, <laughs> he fell in love with the process. And uh, he had a large stone sculpture in his garden last year from... Seattle Solstice in South Seattle. Um, and this year, Stuart said, oh, I'm working on another stone for the show. I'd love to work that in. Well, they hit it off so well. They're they're doing it again. Get, they're doing it again. And, and Seattle Solstice is, is one of those, one of those uh, outfits that it's like, what more can we do to help you out at the show? We've got this piece, and it'd be great if you could put that in. And it's just like they do this wonderful stonework. We've used their stuff in the theme gardens I've done Almost every year, uh, just because they have this neat art. If you ever get the chance to go to Seattle Solstice, South Seattle, mm-hmm. 
uh, just to just to see the see. stuff they're working on. Yeah, they're they're yeah. engineers that work with stone. It's it's fascinating the ideas they come up with. So I can't wait to see how this is executed. Well, is there a show garden by the flower show? Well, we got a little. We were doing a little pocket rest garden this year. Not okay. one. Not one not of the biggest one of the big ones big we've one. done. Oh, okay. This you know the floor was full. We we uh, oh you, you know, didn't. You got kicked out. Well, we got not, not only <laughs> us. We probably had three folks that we had to say, "Hey, I'm sorry, we don't have room for you this year." Oh, that's amazing. Well, we always have folks that we don't have room for, uh, but this year the number was higher. So, yeah, all but, right. uh, just a little one for the theme this year. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take a break. Please give us your call eight 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 nine seven three five four seven six. We'd love to answer your questions, and in the meantime, we're talking about the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival. You're listening to Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. And Nita Joe and Lloyd are back. We are talking about the show gardens that are going to be at the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival coming right up at Opens a week from Wednesday. It's the big countdown, it's coming, Lloyd. It's coming fast. Yes, yes it is. It's fast. Now, these big show gardens, what are they built on? I mean, it's all this concrete in the building. Yeah. How the do they get a, all these plants to look like they're growing? It's a concrete floor, and on top of that floor, we put sawdust, and then on top of that, we put mulch. And our sawdust and mulch partner is Pacific Topsoils. Oh. They have numerous locations around Puget Sound. Oh, great. The Pacific Topsoils brings this stuff in in 60-yard, 60, 60 to 80-yard dump trucks. Wow. Uh, we could fit, I think, That's uh, a lot. five tractor trailers on the floor at any one time. Gosh. Not the dump trucks because they still have to turn around. Yes. But no, Pacific Topsoil is a, is a great partner on this. And they, uh, they do the mulch, they do the sawdust, and then at the end of the show, they take it all away. Oh, that's uh, the best part. Yeah, I'm assuming that. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it, it's really nice that they're able to do that. I I believe they use that for soil mix after uh, after the show's done, uh-huh. and for that reason, our gardeners have to be very careful not to leave a lot of crud in that sawdust and mulch because so, they're reusing it. Yeah, so we're very careful to make sure that you don't use boards or screws or or, or oh yes, you know, right. gravel mixed in with it or stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. when you're mixing that or shooting that through for your mixer. It could be a problem. Yes, so it we, we let them know to keep it clean. You know, we don't want them to put a bunch of sedum tile in the sawdust or something like that that goes back to, you have to sift it all out. Right. So the gardener has to leave that reasonably clean. But but the sawdust and mulch, those can be all mixed up when they go. And that works out great. And to hold all that stuff in, yes. we use stone from Aranakis Rock Center. Right. Or if you don't want to use stone, uh, you could use brick and block from Mutual Materials, our other concrete partner. So, oh, and they're in Bellevue, aren't they? Uh, their main office is in Bellevue, but they've got locations throughout the Puget Sound area. Okay. Um, I think 13 different locations in here wow, and down in 13. Oregon, northern Oregon. Yeah. So they have a bunch of locations. Uh, they are a great show supporter as well as Maranacos and Pacific Topsoil. Can't say enough for what, what these companies do to help us make all this stuff because uh, they really help the whole thing come together. Yes. All right. Well, one of the gardens that they're going to hold together is the Contemporary Outdoor Living Garden. This is by Contemporary Landscaping in Rainier, Washington. And they are new to the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival this year. They are new. They did a booth last year, and I walked by and said, have you folks ever thought about doing a garden on the garden floor? Yes, we'd love to do that. 
Oh, bingo. <laughs> Love's a good word. Yeah. So uh, they uh, they were happy to sign up. And then again, uh, um, they're, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Contemporary landscaping is what they do. So it, it will not be a naturescape. Um, well, it's grasses and sedge and evergreen foliage. That's Sounds a lot like nature to me. Yeah, but it'll be I mean it'll be a patio garden type uh-huh. format. It won't yeah. be winding pathways okay. through the woods or anything like that. Okay. Uh, is what I mean by that. Okay. So the setting, the setting will be more contemporary. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that people attending the show can take home with them. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. 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 Entertaining area. I believe they're making an entertaining area in their in their garden space. Yeah. Yep. Year round garden. Yes. Says. I know that I know the table and table and I know the garden furniture comes on Monday because they were being new. Yes. All the new people are very careful to let me know exactly what's going on. <laughs> uh, so so they said our, our stuff's coming on. Our furniture's coming Monday. Is that going to be a challenge? Nope, that'll be fine. Thank you for letting me know. Yes, because uh, that's the biggest thing. If you let if you let us know what's going on, we can make it so easy for these gardeners. Yes, and they'll make it look beautiful for everybody coming to the show, which is huge. So what are the show hours? Oh, okay. The show hours are from, (laughs) we get there, uh, show up, it's at 9 a.m. and runs till 8 p.m. on the weeknights and Saturday. And then on Sunday, we close at 5 p.m., I believe. Okay. Yep, yep. So 9 to 8 every day except Sunday. Right. And then it's 9 to 5. The biggest thing is the 9 part because you get there early. That way, you could take part in the seminars and all the other stuff that goes with the show. You could spend the day there. Oh, I will be. (laughs) I will too. Yeah. But uh, I won't be getting yeah. paid. Well, that'll be the trick. That's one of the reasons why the hours get so sketchy for me because it's like I get there like at 7 a.m. every morning and I'm the last person to leave each oh, night. boy. So uh, it's part of the gig. Yeah? Uh, but still, it's like, what are the hours for the show? Well, for me, they're from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to tie it down. But again, for when you go to the show, you can be there for the whole 9 to, nine to 8, see the seminars, see the floor, yeah. take a break. Get your hands stamped. Go out. Come back if you want to. Right. You know, load all the stuff you bought from the marketplace in your vehicle and come back. Right. Better yet, keep it at package check because we do have one of those. That, yes, you do. Yep. Uh, so it, it's just, it's such a great day. It just is a, just spend the day at the show. Oh, yes, absolutely. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Lloyd. It's really been me. fun talking to you and getting kind of an inside peek at the gardens that are going to be at the show. I can't wait to see them. And I want to remind everybody that uh, on March the 10th, we're having an evening with Cisco at the Bellevue Botanical Garden with wine hors d'oeuvres and stories by Cisco. It doesn't get much better than that. Thank you all for listening today, and we'll see you next week.